It's time for the Raging Cajun Army. The only place where it's all Cajuns all the time. Kick is on its way, and the kick is good! Cajuns win! 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 A 50-yard field goal! And time expires by Brent Baer and Louisiana! of the Raging Cajun Army. I'm your host, Matt Miguez, and tonight, you know, we're, we're in a little bit better mood today than we than we could have been had we recorded a day early, but we're back. We're here to talk about the, the game that was Wednesday night against Appalachian State and the 17-7 defeat for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and we'll get into all of that here in a second. Um... Jerry A. Bear's here with me. Jerry, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up? Happy Friday. Happy weekend, everybody. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, devoting his time from Houston, Texas, is our good friend Josh Jagno, a.k.a. Man About Town. You know, he's he's hard at work, but he decided to take some time away with it to join us on the phone. Josh, what's up, man? Doing fine. Got to get the bills paid. You know how it is. No, absolutely. So, you know, Josh, you you watched it on TV from Houston. Jerry, you and I were both at the game. Yep. You know, I, Josh, I really want to point this at you because obviously watching it on TV is a different perspective than seeing it in the stands. What was your perspective and what did you bring away from from that game Wednesday night? Uh, I mean, what exactly from the crowd, from the game, from the atmosphere overall? On really, re- really the game as a whole. Game as a whole, uh, I think it's a success. Uh, from a promotional standpoint, I thought we looked great on television. I thought that people showed up, and you could tell that the crowd was engaged on television. Uh, so that was definitely a, it's a it's an A minus B plus to me. Um, from the game, you know, the game hard fought game. It was a battle. It was a war. You know, uh, it didn't quite go how we thought from a scoring standpoint. You know, nobody could have expected 17-7. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But I think overall, you know, it was a good night. Good night for the Sun Belt. Good night for both schools. App State, obviously. You know, you know what you're going to get. Solid program, solid performance on national TV when they needed it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't necessarily show up like I thought we would. Yeah, and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all of that here in a second. And the, the one thing that I want to really touch on is the um is the 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 betting line 
because it was at, at kickoff, it was at 69 and a half was the over-under. So if you are a betting man anywhere in this state, however you do it, I don't want to know um, because it's not legal in the state of Louisiana. But if you took the over, I am sure that you have not gotten over the game that was Wednesday night. Um, I hope I hope to God you took the under and uh, you know profited a little bit off of off of that game on Wednesday. But well, let me say I've been known to be a, a bit of a degenerate gambler, of course, when I'm outside of the state. Uh, but look, here's the deal: I thought 69. I thought was insane. Even some of your more liberal guesses were 38, 28, 40, 34. You know. Some of the stuff that was being bandied about was just not going to happen. Uh, this was going to be a team or, or on both sides. They were going to show up and play hard. They were gonna, it was going to be difficult for each offense, no matter you know who it might have been. This was going to be a war. It's always been a war from the last two years. As long as Napier's been here, it's been in the trenches. It's been a knife fight. It, you know, I, th- I always thought it was just going to be a dog fight. Uh, obviously, I predicted we'd score a little more, but I still thought that it would be. Uh, I thought it'd be a tough game especially on the line. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, um, the the one thing that I really want to throw out before we, we move on into the scoring summary is the fact, like like you talked about, some of, the, some of the guesses being thrown around were a little bizarre. And I know that App State fans are listening. Um, my, my general message to App State Nation is congrats on a hard-fought win. And um, we, we enjoyed bantering with most of you. Some some of you you know <laughs> took it a little too far, but you know whatever. Not n- no harm, no foul here. Um, I did see one score prediction in in that in that you know media message that said that Apple's going to beat us sixty two to twenty four. <laughs> hey, well look in, in in that guy's defense, there is precedent for that. Uh, you know, obviously the situation was a little different, but yeah, that actually has come pretty close to happening uh and i, I want to let jerry get in here because you know i want to hear what he has to say <laughs> um but i want to i want to welcome the uh the, the north carolina fan base that we seem to have up there uh hey guys really enjoyed your twitter uh comments and your listen so thanks a lot and uh, we'll get we'll get into that as we go uh but really had a, a a pretty interesting time meeting a ton of you guys so uh so again thanks for listening appreciate that well, I just want to say real quickly to our App State friends. Um, no, seriously, thank you for listening, and I enjoy. I love the passion of, of the App State fan base. Um, I've heard Absolutely. many. I've heard many good stories up there in Boone, uh, their stadium. I mean, they pack it up. I got the chance. I remember seeing a game where they played Miami uh, a few years ago, and they they really filled the stadium. Had a great atmosphere out there, and it really complements tr- the tradition of App State football that you know that they had before moving up to the FBS level. Um, also, too, I like the fact that uh, you have two passionate fan bases. You know, yes, we, we bantered. We went toe-to-toe, back and forth all week. But this is great for the conference. Um, you know, yes. this conference is trying to grow. This conference is trying to present itself as a G5 uh, competitor. And I think when you have a game like you had this past Wednesday, it showed the country that you have two really good football teams going back and forth. I, I said last week that this game was going to be a war. And it was. I mean, it was a three-point game until the final minute and a half. And so, you know, this was great for G5 football. This was great for Sunbelt football, um, you know. And, and, and I think 
you know, I have to give kudos to App State. They came in, and, and I said two things, two things going into last week. Number one, uh, App State's fundamentally sound, and we saw that the other night. Uh, they were fundamentally sound. They're very well coached. They were in position to make plays. And the second thing was um, you can't make mistakes against App State because they make you pay for it. Well, sure enough, the Cajuns made one too many mistakes, and, and App State um, made the Cajuns pay for it. And, and nothing in particular, per se, but I want to say that um, one thing App State did was they kept the Cajun offense off of the field. Yeah, uh, the Cajuns did. had one or two drives that were that were sustainable, uh, especially that touchdown drive before halftime. But one thing that stuck out to me was was time of possession. App State did a great job holding on to the football. They did a fantastic job um, sustaining drives, sustaining longer drives, and basically by the fourth quarter, should I say, in that last minute and a half, you know, the Cajun defense. You know, what can I say? And and even even to the App State fans listening in. Look, I'll say this. The Cajun defense did a fantastic job. I'm proud of the way that, that or should I say, the, proud of the effort the defense put forth. They did a, they did a great job containing a high-powered uh, App State offense. But to complement App State, when it was time to make the play and step up and get the first down, App State, they converted. They, they, they got it done. And that's what, and really I think that's what separates um, App State from the Cajuns. I think App State's a little bit more of a veteran team. Uh, I still stand by my word as far as athleticism. I do think the teams are pretty much evenly matched. I mean, you saw it on the field the other night. Athletically, I would, I still think they're they're evenly matched. But again, I think the fundamental aspect of it and the fact that App State is a very polished team um, gave them that upper hand. And, you know, I, I think, look, one thing about this Cajun football team is I would love to have the success that App State has had over the past few seasons. And I think Coach Napier is getting, getting there. Uh, at the same time, I think the Cajuns the other night went through a few, a little bit of growing pains. And I think as time goes on, I think next week they have a challenge at Arkansas State. And as they play that conference schedule and face, you know, go on the road to Coastal Carolina after a five-day switch from playing Texas State, going to South Al, coming home against a good Troy and New Almond Road team, this team is going to learn how to 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 gel even better than they are now, how to improve, and hopefully by the season's end, we can see a rematch in Boone, Boone North Carolina or Lafayette, depending on what happens. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And you know, now I kind of want to start the, the 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 recap of the game, and we'll start with with team stats. Josh, um, I, I imagine that you probably don't have them pulled up, considering you know your no, I I don't have uh, I don't have my tools with me, but I, I do want to say two things before we start breaking down the game. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, Number one, I want to say a big thank you to a couple of folks that donated to the podcast. Mr. Myron East, an excellent Cajun fan, supporter of us from day one. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Myron. I hope you don't mind me giving you a shout-out. And also Miss Catherine Crater, who gave us a little uh, a little bump in the, uh, the old donation jar as well. Uh, number two thing is, before we get into I know everybody's waiting to hear about Zach Thomas and me eat crow, and that's going to be fine and fun. Before we do that, App State fans who got offended by some of my comments, <clears throat> let me just say this. Jerry has heard me say, I've said this as long as I can ever remember being a fan. Healthy hate in sports is necessary. When all the conference realignment went on, uh, when FCS schools, especially the powers, moved up to FBS, you lost some rivalries. Now, App State kept Georgia Southern, so maybe not necessarily lost rivalry for you, but you know, Houston used to be a rival for U for UL USL at the time. Uh, Memphis, yeah. a lot of these teams that we don't also. play anymore. We need to hold on to rivalries. We need to 
rekindle rivalries. We need to create rivalries. Uh, again, it's not a rivalry because we can't beat App State currently, but that's going to change. I think we all know that. We can all see that. It's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to come. But I just wanted to tell you guys, uh, especially if you followed all the Internet shenanigans, it's all in good fun. We're trying to have a great time. I hope you guys hate us as much as you possibly can in a very healthy way, and we'll do the same. And uh, I look forward to coming to visit you for the SBC Championship game and getting to meet some of you guys. I almost had that opportunity with uh, Mr. App alum, but it didn't work out. But anyway, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, and you know, I, I do want to touch on the the donations aspect. I'm I'm very grateful for for the help that um the Mr. Myron and Miss Catherine gave. Um, you know, I, obviously in in something like a podcast, it it's something that costs money and it costs a lot of money. Um, so to have listeners that are that are gracious enough to kind of help you out to keep the thing going, it's uh, you know, it it's it's an awesome thing to witness. So I'm I'm very appreciative of that. Um, but with that, you know, let's go ahead and get into the, the game breakdown. We'll start with game leaders, you know, passing yards. Obviously, Zach Thomas was 11 of 17 for 147 yards. Um, in Vermillion and White, Levi Lewis was 13 of 24, 131 yards, and the lone Louisiana touchdown. Um, rushing yards, you know, the running backs were about even. Uh, Darrington Evans had 22 carries for 69 yards. Elijah Mitchell, 13 carries for 68 yards. Obviously, if you do the law of averages, Elijah Mitchell got more per carry, but you know the yard numbers kind of kind of even out. And then um, the receiving yards leaders for Louisiana, Jared Jackson had five catches for 68 yards, and Corey Xavier Sutton had two catches for 58 yards for Appalachian State. Now, you know one one thing I want to talk about before we get into the scoring summary is I want to look at the linebacker comparison for App State and Louisiana because, you know, they both, both, both defenses have an absolute stud. Uh, Louisiana with Jock Boudreaux and um, App State with Akeem Davis Gaither. I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. Um, Davis Gaither is going to be playing on Sundays next year. Absolutely. He was um, everywhere. He was yeah. everywhere. He, he's, he's a ball hawk for sure. And one thing that App State did a great job of doing, they did a great job exposing the flat, especially in the pass. When, when, when the Cajuns would line up in a pass play and try to go to the flat, you always had you had two or three defenders in the flat from App State just waiting. And I think App State does a great job, especially their linebacking core. Um, they've got a lot of outside speed. Um, actually, to be honest with you, that's one thing App State prides themselves on is is the speed of their skill of their skill positions. And you know they they they're ball hawks, man. They 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 were there. They they it's like what Josh said last week. You know, see ball, go get ball. And App State did a great job doing that. Again, they're fundamentally sound. And yeah, Hakeem uh, Davis Gaither, Gaither, he's he's the real deal, man. Um, I think I I could see him playing on Sundays. I mean he. He's a ball hawk, and, and um, there's no doubt that he's going to be an all-conference player and, 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 and a guy playing on Sundays pretty soon. But i got to give compliments to Jacques Boudreau as well. Jacques had a great game. I was very impressed by the way he stepped up. Um, you know, he had a total – he had three solo tackles, seven assisted tackles. I mean, and he, you know, no, just another one that just stepped – really has, has, has come into his own. Um, and I think the Cajuns are going to need more of his presence moving forward, especially now we're getting to the bread and butter of the conference – so I'm excited. I'm very excited about what Jacques can do, and um, we're going to need him as time goes on, especially next week against Arkansas State. Yeah, absolutely. Josh, you got anything to say about about the defensive comparisons? Well, Davis 
Gaither, uh, first of all, if you watch any amount of film, he's terrifying. Uh, he's everywhere. seems like he's in the middle of everything. Uh, he, his speed is unbelievable. He stands out. There's no doubt about it. Uh, when we went up there last year, you could see before. The, and, and also, the team responds to him. You know, They play for him. So that didn't surprise me at all. I expected that in every bit of what he did on the field. Uh, hey, guys, uh, he's a pro. Yeah, Ed, there, there's there's no question. I mean, ever since the day uh, he's stepped on the field for App State, he's he's made plays, you know, all over no, yeah. the place. And look, Jacques, Jacques did his job. He, he's, a, he's a stalwart. The guy's reliable. Um, there's a ton of things I could say about our defense. I'd, I'd like to chop that up a little bit later. But, man, let me tell you, the linebackers played well. Uh, they, they did their jobs for the most part. You know, we had some youth on the, end, on the ends uh, that struggled with some contain. And that's fine. That's to be expected. You know, Zach got loose, and Zach Thomas, that is, got loose and made some big plays when they needed it, especially in third and long situations. Uh, I don't necessarily fault them. They will learn from that, and they will. That won't happen again. Yeah. Um, but but the linebackers played well. I thought the defensive line. If you guys remember when Napier got here, defensive line was the biggest gaping hole in on the team. We didn't have depth. We didn't. You know, we had limited talent. Uh, they have totally flipped that into, you know, the defensive line is now a strength. Zion Hill played well. Benny Higgins, before the little injury, uh, he was a beast. You know, we thought that Chauncey might be half speed, or we, we weren't sure what we were going to get out of him. He was a man. You know, and Joe Dillon made some big-time plays. He, he wreaked havoc on that side. You know, Chris Moncrief, young, but, I mean, that guy improves every single game. Uh, Percy Butler did his typical Percy Butler thing. Uh, you know, and even though Garrar got kind of beat on the outside the one time. I mean, other than that, he pretty much locked it down and kept everything in front of him. Uh, overall, look, the defense, what can you say? Nobody could have expected that. Uh, I think they surprised themselves a little bit. And I will say this as well. I thought Nerdowitz, or, or you know, lovingly as I refer to him as Nerdowitz, uh, I think Nerdowitz took his foot off the brake, off the pedal. Uh, you know, Zach Thomas missed, I think it was a tight end on a deep out, uh, I, and I don't really know what happened there, but he missed him. And I thought after that, they kind of got conservative. Um, I'm still kind of confused about that, especially after I watched the second time. Um, but regardless, defense did his job and then some. Uh, and, I, you know, if we get to play this team again, I'd be very interested to see what the game plan would be. Uh, he did also say in his post-game stuff, uh, uh, press conferences, interviews and whatnot, that he would probably take more shots. So, Kind of validated what I saw. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a joke real quick before we dive into the scoring summary. If App State fans want to pitch in and um, you know do, donate a little bit of funds here, we'll uh, we'll use some of them to to send Eli Drinkwitz a case of Diet Mountain Dew because um, you know obviously from the press conferences he just loves that stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, if he's not a spokesman, he should be. Right, no, absolutely, and you know, I, I read some things that you know the the university has a, a, a endorsement deal with with Pepsi Cola. I don't know if that's if that's true or not, but um, it makes sense. It, it would totally make sense with the way he was per- perfectly aligning the logo into the camera shot in his Monday morning press conference. All right, guys, we'll get into the scoring summary real quick, and you know, there's not a whole lot to talk about in the scoring summary, obviously. Um, the first score of the game didn't come until five minutes left in the first quarter. Um, a seven-play, 95-yard drive by App State. 
Uh, we talked about, you know, one of the things that they were phenomenal at was, you know, taking possession, m- manipulating the clock, you know, make, making those efficient long play drives. And, you know, Zach Thomas, obviously one of those blown contains like we talked about, he scampered in for a seven-yard touchdown to make it to make it 7 nothing App State. And then, Hell of a drive, by the way. No, absolutely. Fantastic, and, yeah. you know, let, let's, let's be honest, a, a lot of their drives were were phenomenal. Um, obviously, there were the, the three touchdown drives in this game were 90 plus yards. Yeah. So, I mean, but both offenses, that, that's a that's a testament. And, you know, I'm going to get into the Louisiana scoring drive right here because it was 7 0 until eight seconds left in the second quarter. And Levi Lewis hit Nick Ralston on a 14 yard pass. And, guys, you know, I kind of want to dive into that for a little while. Because when I tell you from from my vantage point, which was in the student section, um, that was a freaking beautiful play call. Yeah. Um, for for no, for a, for a multitude of reasons. Specific to that play, okay. Uh, it, it, first of all, it was executed perfectly, and for all the things that have been said about play calling and game plan, I mean, you got to tip your hat to that. Uh, Levi made his little head fake to the left, and the defense froze. Like they were taking a photo, and and Nick was wide open, and he walked in, you know, and and he has been just a, a solid, productive player for this team since he stepped foot on the practice field. Absolutely love that guy. He's probably my favorite player on the team. No, yeah, no, no question. And you know, the the thing the thing that set it all up was the was the delayed um, RPO to to Trey Regis, which kind of drugged that outside backer, you know, to the right to con- to contain Regis. And then Levi took a step in to fake the quarterback draw, and obviously that you know that froze the middle backer like you said, and then Nick Ralston was just you know running free to uh, to catch that touchdown pass from from Levi. So it was seven seven at half. Um, you know that drive was ten plays, ninety four yards. So you know again like we said, time of possession. You know putting together an efficient drive. Um, in the third, not a whole lot of scoring. You know, App State had a 40-yard field goal with 5:26 left in the third quarter to make it 10-7, and that's how the game was going to stay right until you know the last five minutes of the game. Um, I, I really want to talk about this drive, and you know, I know App State fans are just going to eat this up. Josh, I hope you're ready to eat crow. Um, App State got my Tony's ready. App State's offense went on a 19-play, 97-yard drive. And took ten minutes off of the game. If that's not efficient offense, I'm not sure what is. And I can't. Well, I, I, go ahead, go ahead. well I was gonna say, you, you know, it's it's almost like it's disappointing, but you, it's almost like wow, you, you're just kind of taken aback, like that. You know, the Cajun defense actually stepped up and made some plays on that drive, but App State countered every time. Yep. They converted what three fourth down conversions? Three fourth downs. Yep. I mean, you can't. I mean, it's almost it's almost kind of like Ron Burgundy, right? I'm not even mad. That's amazing, you know. Right. I, I'm sorry. I, and, and I, it's like I'm not. And yes, I'm mad that they scored, but that's impressive. Yeah. I'm a compliment. Look, app, to all the App State Nation, look, I'm I'm, I'm going to compliment that offense on that drive. That was a fantastic drive. And there's a but there's a reason why App State is there. There's a reason why they're five and zero, and they're probably going to break into the top twenty five this week. That. That drive summed it up for me right there, and I'm like, you know, this is just that's just that's good, that's impressive. I mean, that's that's what good teams do. And but at the same time, look, even though they scored on that drive, 
I, I really have to compliment the at least the Cajun defense. Didn't they didn't really give up many big plays, but they even until that last touchdown, the Cajun defense they they gave it their all. They still gave it their all, and so um, yeah, that was one of those drives where you just kind of take again. I'm taking aback. I'm like, wow, okay, that's that's actually kind of impressive, but. Um, I think obviously what hurt more was the ten the ten minutes off the clock, right? You know, I mean, oh, even yeah, if absolutely. even if the Cajuns hold App State to a field goal, um, that you know it's thirteen seven. At least they get the ball back with a chance to score a touchdown and win the and win the thing. But one thing I have to give credit to App State: look, they went for it on fourth down three times, and that's playing to win, man. That's playing to win, and so. Uh, instead of just settling for the field goal, now yeah, we're gonna go for it. See what happens. And playing on the road like that, you know, some teams have to, t- you know, you have to take that chance. And they did. They stepped up to the challenge, and they did. So, um, I mean, I gotta say it as a Cajun fan, that was an impressive drive. Very impressive drive. No, what? absolutely. Tip of the cap. And, and App State knows who they are. They know what they do. They're gonna show up every Saturday, every Wednesday, doesn't matter what day of the week. And they're gonna line up. They're gonna run the ball. And they're gonna run the zone. And they're gonna throw a button hook. They're gonna throw a post. They're gonna throw a skinny. That's what they do. They know who they are, and that drive was so App State. You have to have a few different uh, ingredients to be able to pull off a, a clutch drive. It was clutch. It was efficient, but it was also clutch. But you have to have the correct ingredients, and this is what they have. They have a coach that trusts his players. They have a coach that has the uh, cojones to make a call like that from midfield, from forty-yard line. 25-yard line, whatever, you know, wherever it was, I'm not exactly sure. But you got to be, you got to have faith, you got to have trust, and then you have to have the chutzpah to do it. And he did it, and they executed. And uh, when I say clutch, I I remember sending a text to you guys saying, I mean, there must have been seven minutes left in the game. And I said, if they get this first down, it's over. Because you could tell they were in, you know, Cloud of dust mode, three yards cloud of dust, three yards cloud of dust, and that's what they did, and that's what they did, and then Zach would pull it, made it seven yards. Very clutch. They knew where the sticks were. It was really impressive to watch. And I'm going to take this opportunity to do the whole Zach Thomas thing, if you guys don't mind. Go ahead. Thomas was what he was, and overall, I felt like App State was exactly what we kind of discussed. They showed up, and they were themselves. That's who they are. I thought that that's who they were on Wednesday night. I think that the Cajuns weren't what maybe we necessarily thought, or maybe they just didn't show up. We made the joke, you know, we, we tested well on the pretest, but we showed up to the exam drunk. You know, got a laugh out of that, but it almost felt that way. No. Uh, it, it, it did, and I know we'll go into that a little more after we do the summary, but, you know, Zach Thomas is so perfect for that offense. The guy can win because he knows, look, he's got, he's got a veteran line, He's got guys that believe in him, believe in him, and they believe that he will get it done. And he goes out there and he's allowed to do it. And when he needed a play, he got it every single time. It didn't matter if it was second down, third down, fourth down. What he needed to get done, he got done. Uh, and, and specific to that drive. And I, I have a ton of respect for that. I don't think the guy is a Heisman winner. I, you know, somebody said he's a top three G five quarterback. I absolutely disagree with that. The guy is not a thoroughbred. What he is is a winner. He's a confident kid. I would love him to lead my team. I'll tell you that right now. I have a ton of respect for what he pulled off in that fourth quarter. And that's what Zach Thomas is. That's what he's going to give you every single time he walks on the field. So that's my Zach Thomas rant. Look, they're going to win a ton of games with that guy quarterback. 
Look, you know, I, I'm going to say this. Um, I, I want to speak on the comments that you made about Zach Thomas being um, – about App State's offense being clutch. That's exactly what Zach Thomas is. Um, For sure. That, that kid knows how to make plays when he needs to make them. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that's kind of, you know, kind of been his mantra ever since he started last year. Um, but one thing that I do want to say, and uh, App State fans can call me a, you know, a sore loser or whatever, I stand by what I said in the preview episode. I don't think Zach Thomas is that impressive of a quarterback. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you take away his ability to run the football, what really did he do? He made well, a few. He hit wide open receivers. Number one. Yeah, he hit a few. He hit. He hit wide open back. receivers. Josh, let's be honest. I'm not that athletic, but I could hit wide open receivers. <laughs> Especially that deep ball on Garrett and Garrard. I know, and that's it's kind of. What and I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not knocking the guy. Sure. But the App State fans are saying, "Oh, he's the, he's the best quarterback that App State's ever had." Wrong. One hundred percent. I disagree with that. I think Lamb was. I think Lamb, Lamb was, was better. Bench. Lamb was better, and I'll even throw this: Armani Edwards was better. Well, Armani Edwards beat. He look what he did. He beat Michigan. Armani yeah. Edwards was better. Well, I, look, I'll say this about Zach Thomas, and, and I said last week, you know, he's a, he's a, he he played and he he fits well in this system. But the thing about oh, Zach Thomas, he he he's perfect for this system, but he's he's also. He's a smart quarterback. He thinks on his he thinks on his toes. I mean, you saw it the other night. Um, a plus decision maker. Very good decision maker. I think he. And again, it goes back to me saying App State's fundamentally sound. Zach Thomas is fundamentally sound. Uh, sure. He makes the throws when he has to. And there was nothing that he did that made me say, "Oh my gosh!" You know, he's gonna he's gonna win the Heisman. There was no you know Baker Mayfield moment, but. The thing about him was, you know, when it when it was time for him to tuck it and run, he did that. When it was time for him to make a, a good throw on third third and five, he did that. When it was time for him to, um, you know, to even get rid of the ball, he did that. Now, you know, I know the Cajun defense got to him a few times. I know he took a few sacks, but it's how he responded to that. He didn't let that get to him, and he still moved forward and made plays. He didn't let the defense, because look, the Cajuns got to him a few times. I mean, they they hit him pretty hard once or twice. They sacked him, I think, three or four times, but he didn't let that rattle him. And, and it's, that's the difference between him and someone like a Nathan Rourke, uh, the quarterback for Ohio a few weeks ago. When the Cajuns got to Rourke, you could tell he was he was flustered a little bit. He was making okay. some uncomfortable throws. He didn't really – he kind of looked out of his zone, if you will. Zach Thomas didn't. Zach Thomas, he took a sack on third down, goes in the next drive, and just played the game, played his game. And, and, so, and, and look, and, and you're right, and, and it's, it's a great point. And I'll say this. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, what we talked about and how we kind of characterized his game, it materialized on the field. Should he have been picked a few times? Yes. Did he miss some open receivers? Yes. When he was forced to be a pocket passer, did he struggle at times? He did. And so that happened. But I'll tell you this, and this is where I undersold the kid. And if I could shake his hand, I would. I'd say, look, I, I did undersell you in this in this regard. You cannot quantify what leadership means to a team. It's very difficult to kind of put uh, any kind of a measurement on that. The team. This is the ultimate respect. The team is in his mold. I, I feel like his personality is projected onto the team. They know who they are. They're not rattled. You can bust them in the ass all you want. You can hit them in the mouth all you want. They're going to stand up and fight more. And I think that 
it, it, it reflects uh, on him. I, I think that they take on his persona, and I respect the hell out of that because, look, that is the ultimate respect. Yeah, no, one one hundred percent. You know, I, I I meant to to touch on that. His leadership ability is is something that can't be taught, and is just it, it, it's phenomenal to see the team. You know, any team trust a guy with with that level of with, with that level of leadership. You know, it kind of reminds me of a of a Drew Brees. You know, hate to say this, Tom Brady mm-hmm. kind of kind of <coughs> mantra. Um. You know, we'll we'll take a we'll take a commercial break real quick, and when we uh, when we come back, we'll kind of wrap up the the App State remarks. We'll quickly brush on what's going on in other Cajun sports, and we'll preview Arkansas State with Matt, Jerry, and Matt. Technically, we'll be we'll be right back here on the Raging Cajun Army. The Raging Cajun Army podcast is brought to you each and every week by Nick Selfo State Farm, conveniently located across from the Petroleum Club at 200 Hyman Boulevard here in Lafayette. Call Nick and his staff for all your insurance needs, whether it be home, auto, life, or health. 337-981-6638. Back here on the Raging Cajun Army, Matt, Jerry, and Josh. And now, guys, like I said, you know, we're going to quickly, you know, in, in one final phrase, wrap up the the app state game um josh i'll let you go first what in in one sentence wrap up the app state game well one sentence i can't do it in one sentence give me give me just 30 seconds how about that okay 30 seconds go ahead okay it's not you know it's not me unless i'm critical and i gotta get on my guys look coach is in his second year going you know coaching the team and i love the guy we're gonna get there with him i I mean i got nothing but good things to say about him but uh you know, we picked up the wrong playbook on Wednesday. I don't know what happened. You know, uh, one thing that we say about App State is that they know who they are. They have an identity. Uh, I was disappointed with the, the game plan and the game management. I was. And uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not scared to say it because, look, he's not infallible. The guy is talented, and he's, but he's still learning. And uh, I was disappointed. You know, we, we got away from our basics. We got away from what made us who we were. Um, you know, several different times you could talk about in the game where – it was a head-scratching decision. So, look, I know we'll learn from this. It's going to be a great learning experience, and I expect better going forward. But in a nutshell, man, Wednesday night, we got to do better than that. From a coaching standpoint, I put it on the sidelines. Fair enough. Jerry? Um, yeah, I, I can reiterate a little bit of what Josh said. I mean, it was a little disappointing because I thought uh, – I, I not to say I'm not going to say the team wasn't prepared because I think they were. I just wish they would have executed a little more effectively, especially on the offensive side of the ball. One thing the Cajuns have done this entire season is that they've been able to do what App State did the other night. That's extend drives and wear defenses down. And um, you know, from a mental standpoint, when you wear that defense down and you get in the end zone. I mean, that mentally, you, you, you can break a team like that just in one or two drives. And I thought that the Cajuns couldn't really do that. They couldn't really sustain that many drives the other night that they have all season long. But with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a little more positive when I say this. I thought the Cajuns, you know, look, they're facing a team that was number 28 in the country. They, I want to say, like I said, I think they'll, App State will be a top 25 team within either next week or the week after. I think they're that good. So the fact that the Cajuns went toe-to-toe with this team, and and look, man, I'm not, a, I'm not all about the moral victories, but think about it. You take away the blocked field goal, and if you score from first and goal from the two-yard line, now you're at a 17-17 game. The dynamics change. And so now you're in position to win the game. 
against the number 28 team in the country. So you, you look back two years ago when the Cajuns went up to Boone, you know, of course in 2017 and the, the, the program was in shambles to lose 63 to 14 two years ago until now to basically say, you know, the Cajuns could have won this game. This team has come a long way. And I think Coach Napier and his staff, look, they, they, they know. They know what happened the other night, and they're going to do everything they can to make sure it doesn't happen again. But now we look forward to Arkansas State. They, they have film they can study to correct their mistakes. I trust this coaching staff to, to correct their mistakes. Like we said last week, this coaching staff, we have at least four or five guys who, who not only could be head coaches, but we have a few of them who were. So, these guys, are, these coaches are experienced enough to review and look at film and say, here's where we messed up, here's where we can improve. And I think next week going into Arkansas State, I think we'll see a brand new re-energized Cajun football team. And look, here's the thing. You win next week at Arkansas State, you're still comfortable for that spot in the West, okay? And then on top of that, you're 5-2, and two, and then you get a bye. You yep. get a bye where these players can rest, they can kind of get their schedule back in order, and before you know it, they're back – Saturday afternoon in November for homecoming against a Texas State team, which, not to jinx it, I'm a knock on wood, but the, we've had their number. Yep. So they win next week. You're five and two. You get a bye. You come back for homecoming. You win that game. You're six and two, and you're 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 sailing. So I think this is one of those games where the team went toe to toe with a good App State team. Yes, it's disappointing. Yes, I wish they would have won the game. But to think positively, I think moving forward. Um, these coaches know what they have to do. These players know this game could have been won. And I think next week against Arkansas State, we're going to see a team that's ready to go. Yep, absolutely. Jokingly, I, I agree. Hey, can I, can I say something positive also to end? Yeah. Uh, our, our players saw a level of play that they've not seen. We're going to get better from it. I trust the staff to fix the things they need to fix. And I, I wouldn't want any other coach to be leading us on the rest of this way. All of our goals are in front of us. I'm proud of all the players for as hard as they played. Uh, I, I expect nothing but growth, and my goodness, this defense continues to get better by leaps and bounds every week. You know, and, and I'm, I'm going to end this with, I, I reiterate both of your points. Um, there's a lot of positive in this game as a whole. Um, and I think I think like Josh said, just mentioned, we're still on the right track. All of our goals are still in front of us. Um, but I'm going to be the downer for a second, and I never am, but I'm going to be. Um, Breaking news. I am sick and tired of giving up the big games. Oh yeah. It hurts. Yeah. I'm um, as as and I I don't mean this in any disrespect towards the program or the university or you know anything like that because clearly I love UL. I built a fan podcast from the dirt. I am sick and tired of watching ESPN and ESPN2 and the U and every other division of the mothership come to Lafayette and us lay an egg. The players deserve better. The coaches deserve better. The fan base deserves better. And, you know, honestly, this is a take that most people probably won't have. I think everybody plays a part in it. Um, I think the fan base needs to be better. Don't get me wrong, the crowd Wednesday night was phenomenal. Um, but it could be better. I mean, we had twenty-two thousand at the game. The stadium holds forty-one. There was nineteen. There was nineteen thousand empty seats. Um, so the fan base can can do better to to generate that. Obviously, you know the play call was skeptic. We've we, we've talked about that. Um, the perform the execution just wasn't there. Um, for for a lot of it. But again, you know, all that being said, like Jerry mentioned, 
we're a two-yard touchdown punch and a made field goal away from that being a whole new ball game. Um, so there is a lot of positive to take from that. But, again, I'll reiterate my point, and then I'll digress shortly after this. We just got to win the games that matter. Hey, Matt, can, we spend, can we spend a couple minutes on this? Uh, I think this is important. Yeah, I mean, if, if people are going to listen, I don't care how long the episode is. Let's go. Yeah, well, well here's the deal. And, and probably, Jerry, will, we'll probably have a carbon copy answer to each other. Uh, the big game has always been, it's always eluded us. Uh, you know, bustle, HUD. I mean, my goodness, how, how many times do you have as a UL fan the the Louisiana Tech game of, what was that, 2015? Jerry? Oh, God. That was, that was 2014. Uh, I, yeah. How many times does that run through your head when you think big game and, and just a letdown? And it's yeah. awful. Uh, you know, I've been going to Cajun games since, I don't know, 1991, 1990, maybe even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was able to experience the A&M game, but I was a child. I had no idea. You know, you don't understand the magnitude of the situation. Also, college football was different back then. Since college football has kind of become, you know, a, a primetime event, you know, UL, again, it's just it's just eluded us. Uh, maybe a few times with HUD. I don't want to totally take that away from them. But, you know, on, on a if you look at our program and you think national television, big game, big buildup, usually followed that, followed by that is, oh, laid an egg. Or, oh, we didn't show up. Or, oh, we didn't come through. Players weren't ready. What have you. Um, yes, it hurts. It sucks. I, I hate thinking about it, to be honest with you. I'm encouraged by what we have in place. I'm tell you. I'm gonna tell you what I was told today by a by a, a, a big donor and, and a fine gentleman, uh, <laughs> Duty's dad. We we have never been as good as we are now in the offices. The administration at this school, it, it has never been this good. And you can go back to Terry Don. Maybe better than that. Uh, we're going in the right direction. We have the people in place. Yes, they've ruffled some feathers, and we're still kind of adjusting to their way of doing things, but these people know what they're doing. You know, we kind of – we started talking about that when Mike Alden came in, and nobody wanted to – you know, it was a taboo subject for a while with Mike, you know. So we, we, we've gotten beyond that, and people, I believe, are starting to, to see the picture. They're starting to believe in the, in the idea. It's kind of coming around on them. Um, I think we're headed in the right direction. I think that these big games are going to become the norm. We're going to come to expect these midday, these midweek games and be excited for them. It's going to be a community event. It's kind of what I've been hoping for for 20 years. Uh, we have the people in place to do it. I hope the crowd continues to stay engaged. hope the community continues to promote like they did this week. And, and I hope that they, you know, like I said, wrap your hands around it. It's something. It's for you. It's for us. It's for the community. Just keep doing it. We'll, we'll, the players will come through. They know. Yeah, and, and I'm, there, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, the the, the best is certainly in, in front of this program. Um, but, again, you know, like, like, you, like you've both said, you know, in the last few minutes, as, as a fan, watching those games that, you know, are monumental for this program just slip away. And like we both said, two plays makes the difference. Um, watching games slip away by just two plays – you know, it, it's a it's a punch in the mouth. I mean, to to be honest with you, I, I don't I don't have a better way to put it. Well, I think I think anytime a game is hyped the way this one was, I mean, look at the way this game was promoted. You had the hashtag Pat Cajun Field. I mean, the student turnout was the best I've seen 
I mean, that brought back memories, the amount of students that were at the game. I, I mean, that, that that student section looked like the student section when I was attending UL, when I was on the Hell yeah. Hell we, yeah. And, and I remember, as a former student, man, we fed off of that crowd. We fed off of that energy. We did cheers. We made noise. We we gave we gave the opponents just hell on that rail, on that sideline. So We got followed into the parking lot by opposing players. Well, fair enough. Okay, yes. We, now, that never happened to me. Now, they've had players talk back to me, but never, I, never that far. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't say it really happened. But, but I think when you have a game like that where it's hyped, and, you know, I remember I think a few times you heard the PA announcer on third down, Cajun fans, we're on national TV. Let's hear you. You know, like. You yep. know, it's 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 when you hear that as a fan, like wow, we're on national TV. You want to you want to give the best impression to the rest of the country. And I think even with the loss, it was cool to see. Like for example, my friend, one of my buddies, was sitting in section Q in the student section side, and I could see him waving the big. He had his Acadian flag that he brought in, and he was waving it. And you know, we I think the 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 country got to see our culture. They got to see our fans. They got to see the. The, the energy of our crowd and, and the rowdiness and whatnot. So that was great. At the same time, I think, Matt, you do have a point as a fan. Uh, you know, sometimes we do have the letdowns. Uh, we talked about the 2006 game against Middle Tennessee. I mean, the one that hurts me more than anything was 2007 against McNeese. I was a student manager. I was on the sideline that game, and I watched it up close. That one, that one still kind of stings, right? And then, of course, you had uh, the 2000. The Western Kentucky game, 2010, you know, at homecoming, um, a team that had a 28-game losing streak comes in and homecoming and beats us by 33 points. And then you have 2014, which I'm still upset about, the Louisiana Tech, you know, disaster. But let's look at so, a game. Let's look at a game a lot of people aren't talking about. The 2015 season opener against Kentucky. Yeah, that one. We in. took an SEC program into overtime. Took it to the wire, and I mean, and then and, and of course last year was they had the coastal the coastal game, which at the time, you know, Coach Napier, you know. Third game as a head coach, you kind of let that one go, and they made up for yeah. it when they made now, that now, now we can kind of take that with a grain of salt. But this, but this particular game, I wouldn't say it was much of a letdown as much as those other games. And yes, I do think this game could have taken the Cajun program to a next to a higher level. But I think, in the broad scheme of things, Coach Napier has pretty much taken this program to a different level. Oh, I mean, regardless 100%. of this game. This one game is not going to bring this program back any kind of way, like the setback in 2014 did against Tech, or the setback in 2007 against Magnese did. This is not this this game does not that that's that's I think that's what separates this loss against App State compared to those other games. Those other games set the program back a few years. This this loss didn't set the program back a few no, years. Not, the, the, this team it's one loss, and this team's going to move forward next week and go to Arkansas State and play as hard as they can and get a win out of it. And then from there, here's the thing. Outside of the Troy and Yo Monroe game, the schedule gets a little bit easier for the next few weeks. You know, yes, you have the five-day turnaround at Coastal, but you win next week, you should be able to beat Texas State. And yes, you do have the five-game turnaround against Coastal, but the players are going to be looking at revenge in that one. Then you go to South yes. Al. So if they win next week, you could be looking at a four-game possible four-game win streak going into the Troy game and UL Monroe games that, that to close out the regular season. And who knows, you know, the Cages might see App State again down the road for, for a conference championship. So uh, this game wasn't a setback in that case. Yes, it was frustrating because I would have loved to win on national TV at home against a top 30 team. At the same time, this loss didn't bring the program back in any kind of way. It was just a no. little, it's a little bump in the road. So I, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm it's still optimistic moving forward. But look, in talking about from 
specific stand or from the standpoint of, of national television and landing egg at home. What people saw when they turned their television on, by the way, half a million people watched. Uh, I think the official number was 543,000 homes had the television tuned in to see. It's impressive. Louisiana and App State. It's impressive. Look, it, it's something. And so, look, when those when those TVs were, were set to this game, they saw a football game. They saw two football teams playing a good football game. They did not see a slaughter. They did not see a massacre. They did not see an embarrassment. You know, this is embarrassing. This is how you set your program back. When the the torchbearer of the G5 at the time, Boise State, agrees to come to your house and play your team, 2016? Yep. When they come in there at halftime, it's 35 to nothing. That sets you back. That is an embarrassment. Okay? That What you saw last night was a football game. What you saw in 2016 was a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Those are the kind of things that, that irk me inside. Where you know, And then the thing that killed me the most was our fans are talking about after the game. Uh, well, they were really nice folks, and uh, we, we really showed them a great time. So what? We got our asses smoked on national television, people. Yeah. You know, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have to worry about that right now. And I don't think we're ever going to have to worry about it as long as Billy Napier is our head coach. And as long as Brian Maggard's our athletic director. Absolutely. Oh, man. We got to thank the Lord and pray every day to keep that man in exactly where he's at. No, absolutely. But no. It's, and then now he's now he's an honorary Cajun. Well, it's called leadership. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's 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 called leadership, man. When you have leaders at the helm that know what they're doing and they understand the business model to get this program to where the to to reach its potential, this is what happens. I mean, look, this like I said, this one loss to App State does not set the program back. If anything, it's going to motivate this team to do better moving forward. And I expect yes. this team to do better moving forward. You know, I, I don't think this is a this is no setback whatsoever. It's a loss to a good team. Uh, I mean, look, the game was, it was a three point game until like the final minute and a half. It's not like App State came in here and it was like twenty four to three at halftime. It was a seven seven game at halftime. It was ten seven until like the final minute and a half of the game. I mean, it was a game. It and, was a football game. And, and I'm not two, like I said, two like opponents. They were similar. They were comparable. It was a football game. And like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say moral victory. Oh, we played them close because I wanted this game more than anybody. I mean, you can – look, after the game, I, I when the teams were shaking hands, I was sitting in my seat just kind of like silent, you know, and my, my wife kind of nudged me. Hey, baby, ready to go? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But, um, you know, and you know, I soaked over it for one night, and yesterday I was fine. And now I'm ready for Arkansas State. But um, – it's just one of those situations, man. You're going to run into – I mean, we ran into a good team the other night. The better team won, uh, and now we just move forward. It's one loss. And so that's the difference as far as a letdown goes. That's what differentiates, like you said, from the Boise States and the McNeese game and the, the Louisiana Tech massacre, I call it. The let, that, that, was, that was a big letdown. But moving forward, I think this team's going to be – quite all right and we're going to see next thursday how they respond against arkansas state especially going up to jonesboro the team is what we've won twice in 20 years but we're going to find out we're going to find out how this team responds and we're going to we're going to see we're going to see after next week where this team stands hey you know my my favorite thing that the billy napier said this year it's kind of become the the catchphrase of the football team this year is grit your teeth and set your jaw yeah um and I, and you know that's exactly what what the Cajuns are going to have to do because, you know, six games in, you got six games left. And, you know, on paper, the schedule doesn't look intimidating. But, I mean, Billy Napier knows this. The Cajuns know this. 
These six games are going to be war. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially in conference games, too. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's the the conference championship train is about to leave the station, and I hope to God the Cajuns are on it. Yeah. Um, hey, we, we, we've talked a lot of crap about this league, and it was justified. Because the Sun Belt was an abysmal league just maybe five, six years ago. The league is better. It's good for the fan base. It's good for the universities. It's good for the game. You can't just look at the schedule anymore and go, uh, Coastal, uh, Texas State, uh. No. These teams are getting better. They're getting better. We got Troy at home. I hope that that thing is a zoo. I hope that we went out and get to Troy and it's a zoo. I hope everybody shows up and shows out. I mean, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. But, but look, it's good to have a league that's strong. Our league is strong in football. I mean, look at Georgia State. A team that could barely, I mean, they couldn't pay their way to a win just a few years ago. Look what they yeah. did! Look what they've done this year. They beat Tennessee. They're, they, they you know, they beat a good Arkansas State team last week. Um, hey, Jerry, you know. weren't they voted to be the league's worst team by the coaches? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and, and look what they're doing. It's I unbelievable. Mean, you look at you. I mean, I mean, App State, top twenty-five team. You know, I mean, and, and you look at you look at Georgia Southern. They, Georgia Southern is typical Georgia Southern doing their thing, and you know the Cajuns. Cajuns a top sixty team. I mean, even you know Yeoman Monroe got the win at Texas State the other night. You know they're getting and better. Look good doing it. Evans is good, man. You know Troy. Troy's Troy. I mean, so you have you have some good competition in this league. And and look, I mean, if you compare the G five, I mean, you know Sun Belt's right in the middle, but it's better than fighting for the last spot that they were just a few years ago. Yep. So absolutely. they're improving. They are improving. They're getting better, but. Um, sure. You know, you, you just want – all I ask for is consistency. You want consistency across the board in this conference. You want to see these teams – like I said, you know, we have so many bowl games. But at the same time, the more the more teams from the Sun Belt go to a bowl game, the better. It makes the conference look good, right? So I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I think the best thing we ever did is, is add the championship game. That's it big, It makes yes. every single game matter in conference. And, uh, you know, no matter how many bowls there are – and look, we could do a two-hour podcast on the amount of bowls. But – the championship game, it's it's taken on a, a nice bit of significance, and I'm really happy we did that. Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. And, you know, I, I want to say in closing, again, like we like we reiterated at the beginning, um, congrats, a tip, a tip of the hat to App State. Um, like, like you guys said, the better team won Wednesday night. There's, there's no question about that. Um, and, like I said, you know, the, 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 train's, the train's rolling on. I hope Louisiana's on it, and I hope to God that whether it's in Boone or by some luck of the draw, it ends up here in Lafayette. I hope it's an App State UL rematch for the Sun Belt Championship because that's going to be one hell of a game. Yeah, no question about it. And I want to say congrats to App State as well. I tip my hat off to that program. You know, the fan base. I know most of you guys, uh, App State fans, are listening in. I want to say thank you for listening. Um, I know there was some banter going back and forth. I know there were some quotes that <laughs> I saw on Twitter. Uh, one of mine was my 38-28 prediction. But look, man, I just want to say at the end of the day, we're fans of our teams, right? I mean, going into this game, we were very confident. We thought, I mean, I thought we had this game the way we played. And App State came in and with a great game plan and, and outplayed us. I mean, it's plain and simple. But I want to congrat, uh, congratulate App State and their team and wish them the best of luck for the rest of the year. Um, and it's it, it's nice to see a team that's come in. And uh, now, I mean, you're I mean, you're a top 30 team. And uh, you've got a lot of tradition. You've got a lot of talent. You're well-coached, well-disciplined, fundamentally sound. And uh, you made the Cajuns pay for their mistakes. And like I said before, um, those two things really stood out to me. And um, I enjoy the banter. I enjoy the fun. Please don't stop listening. Please don't continue to listen to us. If you're curious about how we're doing, and maybe we might be your future. If you if you continue to win and the Cajuns continue to win, we might be in a rematch in, uh, come December. So 
Um, we, I think, I want to thank the, the Cajun fans, for, Cajun fans for listening, as well as the App State fans. I know you guys are very curious about about what we had to say tonight, and um, to the best of luck to the Mountaineers, and uh, I hope that uh, come what come December seventh, December seventh, playing, playing a rematch for a championship game should be a lot of fun. Once again, should be a hard fought game, and this is what college football is all about. All right, yes, John. indeed, yes, indeed. Hey, look, hat tip to App State. I've always said it's, it's a great program. I, I really enjoyed kind of going back and forth. Shout out to my guys on the yo-yo board. It was a whole lot of fun. Uh, you guys better keep winning because we'll be there in December. Hope you can too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. Tune into the next one to hear our preview of Arkansas State. And like I said, we'll we'll introduce a new segment that I'd like to call the Raging Cajun Two Minute Drill. Um, where we spend, you know, two to two and a half minutes talking about everything um, outside of Louisiana athletics. All right, guys, y'all have a good one, and we'll see you guys soon. Go Cajuns. Peace.